all the time to you. In verse 19. We're going to talk about God has more in store for you. Anybody believe that in here? God has more in store for you. Somebody say, God has more in store for me. Come on, say it again. Say, God has more in store for me. Now, say it like you mean it. God has more in store for me. Now, give God praise like you believe it. Hallelujah. Turn to look at Psalms 31, 19. That says, oh, how great is thy what? Thy what? Goodness. Which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. Which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Now, we've been talking about this on our Wednesday night services. Amen. But notice it says, goodness has been laid up. It says, goodness has been laid up. Tell your neighbor, goodness has been what? Laid up. But it also qualifies who this applies to. It says for them that fear and reverence the Lord. See, not everybody fears and reverence the Lord. But what he's talking about here and who he's talking about here, he's specifically talking about people who fear and reverence the Lord. Anybody fear and reverence the Lord in here? We'll turn to Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. And it reads, amen, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither has the eye seen, O God, besides thee, what he has prepared. For him that waited for him. Let's read that again. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither has the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he has prepared. You need to underline, has prepared. For him that waited for him. So we see God says, there's something laid up for me. Y'all following me now. We see something, God, we see God says something's laid up for me, and he says there's something he has prepared for me. Let's say that again. God says there's something laid up for me, and they says, God says he has something prepared for me. Let's try this side over here since... We got to go side to side. God says he has something. Okay, let me talk to myself then. God said he's got something laid up for me. God says he has something prepared for me. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about God said me. He has something laid up for me. He has laid up something prepared for me. See, that gets me excited. I don't know about y'all. Y'all sitting there looking like dead ducks on a log. But when God says he got something laid up for me, when God says he has something prepared for me, I'm getting excited because I'm excited about what it is. Come on, say laid up. Come on, say half prepared. So God has some things reserved for us. And he has some things that we have not yet experienced. And I don't know about you, God's been good to me. God's been good to you. Come on, say amen, somebody. But we haven't seen all the goodness that's about to be poured out on us. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Listen, we are about to tap into the reserves, folks. Let me say it again. We're about to tap into the reserve, and notice it's laid up. Notice it has been prepared. 
Notice it's laid up. Notice it has been what? Well, go to Philippians 4, 19. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. Maybe this is not just for everybody. Maybe it's just for a couple of y'all in here. But I'm going to preach to a couple of you that's really going to receive this. <laughs> Now, if you just came to church because you want to fulfill your Sunday duty, you know, that's all right. We pray that you get something. <laughs> Hallelujah for everybody. You can tell everybody all week, I went to church. No, 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 no. Philippians 4.19. It says, my God. My God. Shall. Supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Let me say it again. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See, riches and glory indicates there is a reservoir. Say it again. Riches and glory indicates there's a what? Reservoir. And see, a reservoir means a large and vast supply. It means immense. It means unusually great. Come on, say amen, somebody. And it also means boundless. Somebody say boundless. So there is a boundless supply. There is an immense supply. Lie. There is an unusually great and boundless supply. There is a large and vast supply. And it says here, it's in his riches and glory. And see, no one in here has tapped into all that the reservoir contains. Now, some of us have experienced a lot of it. But there's so much more. Come on, you already sense it. There's just so, there's just so much more that's just still out there just waiting for me. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. There's so much more that we have never tapped into. And I'm telling you right now, if you receive it, I'm telling you right now, if you receive it, this year the reserves are open. This year, the supply is now made available. And we're going to experience, we are going to experience the goodness of God this year like we never experienced it before. Somebody better receive it. Now go back to Proverbs 28, 20. We, this is when our scripture text on Wednesday, you know, for my Wednesday crowd. And my Wednesday crowd say hello. Okay, I'll pray for the rest of y'all. Proverbs 28, 20. We used to have somebody come, but they don't come no more. Proverbs 28, 20. <laughs> Proverbs 28, 20 says, A faithful man shall abound with blessings. He said, A faithful man shall what? Abound with blessings. Well, if that's the case, if a faithful man shall abound with blessing, what does that say about an unfaithful man? They shall not what? Abound with blessing. So he's talking about what? The faithful. It's the faithful that abound. It's the faithful that abound. See, when I say faithful, see... You can't dictate me coming to church. I don't care what you do, I'm coming to church. I don't care what you say, I'm coming to church. I don't care how bad you treat me, I'm coming to church. I don't care how bad my wife treat me, I'm coming to church. Because my faithfulness is with him. He said the faithful shall what? Abound with what? Blessing. 
And there's never been more important time in our lives that we have to determine to be faithful for us. Hawk, I'm going to say it again. There's never been a, ever been a time in our life where we have to determine to be what? Faithful. No matter what comes our way. No matter what comes our way. No matter what, what the attack is, what kind of attack the devil's throwing at me. No matter what pressure we're under. No matter what everybody else is doing. Come on, say amen, somebody. You and I have to be determined that we're going to remain faithful. Somebody say faithful. See, I don't know about you. I've endeavored to live a life of faithfulness, folks. I've been faithful to my wife. Come on, I've been faithful to my children. I've been faithful, I've been faithful to my bishop. And loyal to my bishop. Come on, I've been faithful to the body of Christ. I've been faithful to this ministry. I've been faithful to God, and I've been faithful to my calling. And I think I'm in line for a blessing. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Come on. I think I'm in line to experience the overflow. And if you've been faithful, you should expect it as well. Why? Because what we're called to do is going to take tapping into the reservoir. Go to Psalm 31, 19 again. What we're called to do is going to take us tapping into the reservoir. Psalms 31, 19, it says, once again, oh, how great is thy goodness. Was thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, was thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. See, say there's goodness laid up for me. Come on. Say there's goodness laid up for me that I've never experienced. Say there's goodness laid up for me that I've never experienced. Yeah, I'll be watching lips move, you know. <laughs> Amen. But understand this. It would take the Holy Spirit to reveal to you exactly what that involves. Why? Our natural minds can't comprehend it. Let me say it again. Our natural minds can't comprehend it. Paul, as a matter of fact, Paul is quoting. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Paul is quoting in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 what we just read in Isaiah 64.4. He's quoting it. Amen. And Paul said it would take the Holy Spirit revealing to us all that he has prepared for us. Because why? Our natural minds can't figure it out. Are you listening to me out here? Our natural minds can't conceive it. But look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. It says, but as it is written... I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered to the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Verse 10 says, but God has revealed them unto us by his what? Spirit, for the Spirit searches how many things? All things, yes, the deep things of God. Let me read this from the message translation, verse 9. It says, that's why we have this scripture text. It says here, no one's ever or heard anything like this. Where's my amplified at up there? I mean, not amplified, message Bible. No one else, no one's ever heard anything like this. Verse 9. Never, never so much as imagine anything quite like it. What God has what? Arranged for those who love him. Arranged for those who what? Love him. Now we saw laid up. We saw has prepared. 
And my, my translation of the Message Bible, <laughs> on verse 9, it says, and we see he has arranged. He has arranged. He has arranged. In other words, that means God has been working on something good. Let me say it again. That means God has been working on something good. Tell somebody God's doing something right now. Tell somebody God's doing something to me right now. Something good is about to happen to you. Come on, tell somebody else, something good is about to happen to you. Now, when it says arranged, the word arranged carries the idea of something having been planned in advance. Let me say it again. It carries the idea of something having been planned in advance. But the reason we have not tapped into all that God has for us is because we haven't reached maturity yet. Say it again. We have not what? Reached maturity. See, most of the body of Christ has not matured enough to handle what is in reserve. But I do believe we're getting closer. Why? See, God has been preparing. God has been preparing. He has been arranging and it's laid up, folks. But the Holy Spirit is, is about to reveal it. You hear what I just said? The Holy Spirit is about to what? Look at verse 10 in the Message Bible. But you've seen and heard. I don't know what they got up there. <laughs> Okay, but you've seen and heard it because God, by His Spirit, has brought it all out into the open before you. See, the Spirit, not content to flit, flit around on the surface, dives into the depths of God and brings out what God has planned all along. Let me say that again. But you've seen and heard it because by His Spirit has brought it all out into the open before you. Do you got the Holy Ghost in you? Do you know him? Y'all ain't acting like y'all know him. It says, God by his spirit has brought it all out in the open for before you. The spirit not content to flit around on the surface, dives into the depths of God. And brings out what God has planned for your life all along. There's so much more that we've never tapped into. And the reserves are opening, folks. The supplies are now made available. The reserves will be released for those who have been faithful. That means you have to live a life of faithfulness. Let me say it again. You have to live a life of what? Faithfulness. See, it doesn't matter how much you have already received or what you already have. There is so much more you have not tapped into yet. Come on, are you with me out there? Go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9. Ephesians 3, verse 9. It says, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9, and to make all men see what is the what? Fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been what? Hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Notice it says, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God. Let me read that from the Message Bible. The Message Bible, in Ephesians 3, 9, Paul says, my task, this is what Paul says his task is, my task is to bring out in the open and make plain 
what God who created all this in the first place has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. Oh, yeah, I ain't get. Let me say it again. Paul says, my task, like my task right now, is to bring out in the open and make plain what God who created all this in the first place has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. Then verse 10 says, through Christians like yourself gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. <laughs> Listen, God has been working behind the scenes all along waiting for us to grow up. Waiting for us to become mature. Come on, say amen, somebody. Listen to me now. If most of the body of Christ had tapped into the reserve, it would have been wasted. Why? It takes mature people. Say it again. It takes mature people. Proverbs 13, 22. We know this. Proverbs 13, 22. It says, a good man leave an inheritance to his children's children. And we know the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Now, the Amplified Bible says, and it will eventually come into their hands where it rightfully belongs. And it will eventually come into their hands where it... See, sometimes we read these scriptures and we just think we're just reading them. But we're not taking them. It says, eventually, it will come into their hands where it rightfully belongs. But think about it. What would we have done with all the wealth of the sinner if it already manifested? Would we have anything to show for it? Or would we have wasted it on our lust? Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. See, God has been waiting for us to grow up. Say it again. It's there. He prepared it, laid it up, arranged it. But he's waiting for us to do what? Waiting for us to do what? Grow up. Grow up. Some of us still act so childish. Some of us still act like baby Christians at times. And they've been in church for 10, in this church, 10, 15, 20 years. We've been here 20 years. Some of them still acting like a baby. And God's waiting for you to what? Come on, tell your neighbor, it's time to grow up. I don't know, but I think I've grown up. Amen. And God's been doing something. God's been doing in secret and behind the scenes something for me. Come on, say amen, somebody. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but God has been up to something. Somebody say, God's been up to something for me. Why? See, if God's behind it, then it's going to manifest. Listen, if God's behind it, if God's behind it, it's going to manifest it like it says in Ephesians 3.20. Turn there. Let me say it again. If God is behind it, it's going to manifest like it says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, Above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh where in us. Well, let's read that from the Amplified Translation. It says, now unto him, by in consequence of the actions of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose. Carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far above. Far over and above all that we dare even ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, our highest desires, thoughts, 
hopes or even dreams. Come on, can anybody dream big in here? You got to quit talking small. Why? Because God has goodness that you have never tapped into. God has goodness that you have never even imagined. God has goodness that you haven't even thought of. And he's got it. Tell your neighbor, he's got it. And once again, if God's behind it, you can count on it being super abundantly far above, far over and above all that you could ever dare, ask, or think infinitely beyond your highest fears, desires, thoughts, hopes, or even dreams. God is saying to you this morning, I dare you to dream big. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. God is daring. He's, he's double dog daring you. You remember those words, right? He double dog daring you. I dare you to dream big. I double dog dare you to imagine big. Why? Because God's got reserves that's been waiting for us, folks. So what do you got to do? You got to think bigger than you ever thought. You got to dream bigger than you've ever dreamed. You got to imagine bigger than you ever imagined. Why? God's saying, I got it all in reserve for you. And it's time to release it. Come on, say amen, somebody. We'll go to Ephesians 2.7. Somebody's going to get this and run with it. I told you it may not be for everybody. But it's going to be for those that take it. Because when you come in to hear the word of God, you got to take it. Say, I can hear it and not take it. Amen? So when you take it, you're taking it. This is for me. This is my word. And I'm receiving it for me and my family and my household. Come on, say amen, somebody. Look at Ephesians 2.7. It says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding what? Riches of his grace and his kindness towards us. Through who? Through Christ Jesus. Now, a commentary says in successive generations. We're talking about in the ages. In successive generations. See, I don't want you to think he's just talking about heaven here. He says successive what? Generations. See, successive would imply falling one after another. Apparently, Paul is not talking about his generation. What Paul is doing, Paul is seen into the spirit realm. And he's, he's seeing what? He's seeing generations to come beyond his generation. He says, God is going to do something. Let me read this from the Amplified Translation. He did this that he might demonstrate through the ages of, to come his immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace. His unmerited favor and his kindness and goodness of heart towards us in Christ Jesus. But notice the adjectives he uses. He uses immeasurable, limitless, surpassing, and unmerited. That seems like something that we never experienced before. He's talking about the generation. Listen, he's talking about the generation that you and I are living in right now, folks. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Why do we say that? Because many of the last day's events are taking place right now. If you didn't know it yet. And Paul was seeing, he was seeing our generation. Do you hear me? Matter of fact, if he had known my name, he had written my name in here. 
as part of this generation. See, you're a part of this generation that's going to experience the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his grace, unmerited favor, and his kindness and goodness of heart towards us in Christ Jesus. Somebody say, that's me. You better say it like you mean it. Say, that's me. Once again, the only way you and I can possibly conceive, because sometimes, some, sometimes people would sit there and you just, you just, you know, it sounds good, but you just can't conceive it. Come on. You can't conceive dreaming bigger. You can't conceive thinking bigger. Because you've got this little small world that you build up around you. Not realizing God's bigger than your world. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. So a lot of people just can't conceive it. Amen? But the only way you and I can possibly conceive that, all that God has laid up for us, all that God's put in reserve, all that God has prearranged, it's going to have to be revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. So this year, make it a point to get closer to the Holy Spirit. Say it again. Get closer to who? The Holy Spirit. Determined. Determined that you're going to be more sensitive to him than you ever had been before. Why? Because God is about to do some big things in your life. Beyond what you have ever experienced. But it's going to take you getting closer to the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say the Holy Ghost. That's why, listen to me now, that's why you have to keep on your lips, keep on your lips, and in your prayer every day, somebody say every day, every day, keep on your lips in your prayer, show me your glory, which is what, which is the presence of God, which is the power of God. Come on, Wednesday crowd. Which is the goodness of God. Come on, keep this on your lips every day, folks. Keep this on your lips. How often? How often? Why? Because that means you're expecting the manifested presence of God. That means you're expecting the manifested power of God every day. That means you're expecting the manifested goodness of God every day of your life in 2018. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, lift your hands right now. And say, show me your glory. Come on, say, I want to see your presence. I want to see your power. I want to see your goodness every day of my life throughout the rest of this year. Now give God praise like you believe it. Because let me ask you a question. Would the presence of God, the power of God, the goodness of God, would it answer every prayer in your life? Would it get the job done? So you start your day off. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. We know Mark eleven twenty four. Turn there. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you what desire, when you what pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall, you shall what have them. So, what do you do? You believe you receive manifestations of His presence. You believe you receive manifestations of his power. You believe you receive manifestations of his goodness every single day. Say, I believe I receive. Listen, if you believe and receive every single day, there will not be one need unmet. Somebody say, not one need. So lift your hands one more time. And say, show me your glory. Come on, say, show me your goodness. Come on, say, show me your power. Come on, say, show me your presence. Now give me praise like you believe it so. 
Turn to Exodus 34.10. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you got to receive what I'm saying. Believe that you receive what I'm saying today, folks. Exodus 34.10 says, and he says, Behold, I make a covenant. Before all thy people, I will do marvels. He said, Before all my people, I will do marvels, such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation, and all the people among which art, art, thou art shall see the work of Lord. Is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. This, listen, this was not just the people in Moses' day. But it appears to me as I read the Bible that God's endeavoring to outdo himself in every generation. Come on, say amen, somebody. We're the generation that the reserve has been waiting for. We're the generation that the reserve has been what? Waiting for. We're the generation that will tap into it like no other generation. Okay, a couple of y'all got it. Go with me to Psalm 67.3. Now my Wednesday crowd knows this already, so I shouldn't have to pump them up. They're just a step ahead of you. <laughs> Psalm 67.3 says, Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. See, I can tell who my Wednesday crowd is and Sunday crowd right now. Y'all revealing yourself right now. <laughs> Look at verse 5. Let the people what? Praise thee, O God. Let all the people what? Praise thee. But then we notice what happens when people praise him. Verse 6 says, then. Then. Not before. Then. After you do what? Come on. It says, then. Shall the earth yield her increase? Then God, even our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. All the ends of the earth shall fear him. Listen, if you're waiting to see something, you may not see anything. But if you're praising him while you're waiting to see something, I told you. If you praise him, why do you waiting to see something? What? The increase is on God's agenda for your life. Hallelujah. 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 And like we've been saying, the depth of your praise the depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough the question is how great of a breakthrough do you want Maybe, 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 maybe y'all didn't hear me. Evidently, y'all don't want no breakthrough. 
Evidently, it's not big enough. I mean, come on. Evidently, you don't need a breakthrough. But for those that need a breakthrough, who needs a breakthrough in this room? For those that really need a breakthrough, your praise is going to determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. The depth of your praise determines that. The depth of your praise determines that. Come on. It ain't, I ain't got to feel like praising God. God said the depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. If you need a big breakthrough right now, I don't even know why you're sitting there. If you need a breakthrough right now, I don't know why you're not jumping up and down. If you need a breakthrough right now, I don't know why you're not running around this room right now. If you need a breakthrough right now, I don't know why you're not shouting to the top of your lungs. We're not playing games in here. This is not the time to be cute when you need a breakthrough. This is not the time to be tired when you need a breakthrough. It's not the tide that stayed in your depression when you need a breakthrough. This is not the time to worry about what people say about me when you need a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Put your hands and give my praise again. See, sometimes we let the devil win. We sit there and twiddle our thumbs. Sit there and twiddle our thumbs. And we give God that little half-hearted praise. Well, God's saying, I'm trying to take you somewhere, but you're going to give me a half-hearted praise? I'm trying to get you somewhere, and you're going to give me a half-hearted praise? I'm the only one can get you out your situation, and you're going to give me a half-hearted praise? I'm the only one can turn your situation around, and you're going to give me a half-hearted praise? I'm the only one that can give you a suddenly, and you're going to give me a half-hearted praise? It can be one way this day and it'll be completely different the next day. God's the only one and you're going to give him a half-hearted praise. Hasha kandara baba shaka. Handara mama. Hasha keke nara mama shakete. Handara mama mama handara. Look at Psalms 1078. Psalms 107.8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's start doing what the Bible tells us to do, folks. We're not just hearers of the word of God, we're doers of the word of God. If God tells me that my breakthrough is going to be determined by my praise. I'm not going to sit there and talk about have somebody cheer me on to give me praise when I'm the one that need the breakthrough. I'm the one that's in a situation I don't know what I'm going to do, how I'm going to get out, where the money's coming from, where my children are, where my family's going to do, where my family's going to go, how I'm going to pay this next note. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Psalms 107, notice what he says here. Oh, that men would praise the Lord 
for his what? Goodness and for his what? Wonderful works to the children of men. And we know it says the same thing in verse 15, 21, and 31. They all say the same thing. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. And for his what? Wonderful works to the children of men. Praise him for his goodness and his wonderful works. Praise him for his goodness and his what? Wonderful works. See, the problem is, folks, we're not praising God enough for his goodness. We're not praising God enough for his wonderful works, folks. And we tend to do this. We believe, we, we believe God for a breakthrough. And then when it happens, we forget all about it until we go to the next major challenge. We just hang in there and do our best to trust God. Come on, say amen, somebody. Listen to me. When David went against Goliath, when he defeated Goliath, he didn't do it like that, folks. The first thing David did, he reminded himself that God was good to him in delivering him out of the hands of the lion and out of the hands of the bear. And then he went after Goliath. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, it's time to praise God like we never praised God before for his goodness, folks. Come on, we've already seen... Listen, what God's getting ready to do. So I don't have to see it to praise him for it. I just got to believe it and praise it that it's already done, folks. Because I'm expecting to receive something. Because I'm expecting to, I'm, I'm excited. I'm expect, God, I, you're so excited because what? You expect to see something. And it's sad because, you know, when you watch these game shows, you watch these game shows, folks. Door number one, door number two, door number three. Come on down. They don't act like church folk. They're so excited. And they ain't got nothing. They may not even get on the stage. But just the fact that their name was called and they have an opportunity to get on that stage, to get what behind door number one, number two, they, behind that door is going to change their life. Ain't nothing behind that door that's going to turn their family around. There's nothing behind that door that's going to turn their marriage around. There's nothing behind that door that's going to get them the car that they need because they ain't got it yet because most of them don't get it anyway or the house that they need. But they're excited because there's a possibility. That they may get it. We're not dealing with possibilities. Oh, you ain't hearing what I'm saying. We're not dealing with possibilities. I'm not talking about it's not possible. Listen, God said it's going to happen. So I can get excited right now before it happens because I know that I know. I know what's behind door number one. I know what's behind door number two. I already know what's behind door number three. And it's already mine. Because God said, we're the generation that's going to tap into the reserve. God said, we're the generation that's going to tap into the reserve. 
So right now, give the big Lord the biggest shout you can ever give him. Come on, give him the biggest shout you can get him right now. Come on. Why? Praise is a major key into tapping into the reserves God has laid up for you. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Father, we give you honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him glory. Come on, give him honor. Hallelujah. Come on, do I have any faithful people in the room? Come on, the faithful show abounding blessings. Come on, do I have any abounding people in this room? Come on, somebody that knows that God's going to bless them tremendously this year. Come on, this is my year of blessing overflow. Come on, say that, somebody. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Spirit of the living God. Give us revelation of all that's laid up for us. You said you're going to reveal it. Give us revelation of all that's been prepared for us. Give us revelation. All that's been arranged. <laughs> already planned in advance for me. Hallelujah. The immeasurable. Oh, come on. Say. Unlimited. Surpassing. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah. Open our eyes so that we can see it. And give you all the glory. And give you all the honor. And give you all the praise. Hallelujah. 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 Show me your glory. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 